So this afternoon, we've got um, a number of talks. We're going to start with Janani, um, who's going to be talking to us about her journey from market research and marketing research into the design research space and talk a little bit about some of the different types of questions that market research looks at that might be useful in our work. I'm going to hand over to Janani and let you take it away. Hello. Thank you, Steve. Over to you. Thank you very much. Hello, everyone. I hope um, you've been enjoying the wonderful lineup of topics and speakers since morning. I certainly have, and I'm excited to share my story with all of you. Um, so design, as we all know, is such an interdisciplinary field, and people come into it from all sorts of wonderful, wonderful backgrounds. And mine is marketing research. And I want to share a little bit about my story from marketing research to user research and the observations that I've had along that journey. Now, before I begin, I'd like to acknowledge the Dharuk people, traditional custodians of the land where I'm joining from today in Western Sydney, and pay my respect to elders, both past, present, and emerging. Now, with the training and foundation in marketing research, I entered the field as a quanti or a quantitative researcher and had the good fortune of working both agency and client side. I did that for a number of years and landed my, found myself in a digital product team as an in-house researcher. Now, this was really my foray into the world of design and user research. And what followed next for uh, the next couple of years was a period of intense learning and unlearning, I should say. Um, and fast forward to today, I continue to work in this field um, and specialize in user and design research to support product and design stakeholders. Along this journey, I've had a few observations, and I want to talk about those today. Now, as design professionals, we see inherent value in improving the um, experience of products and services. Unfortunately, not everyone sees it the same way. And sometimes those people are the ones who are making decisions about our funding. Now, as a user researcher, I found that we talk a lot about user value. You know, that's front and center um, to what we think and do and um, work. But we perhaps don't talk enough about business value. Now, business value means a lot of different things, and it does include both tangible and intangible elements. Uh, but I'll tell you more about what I mean uh, about business value in, in, and in this context in just a second. Uh, there are four key sort of elements in my uh, presentation, and let me just sort of introduce all these four concepts before we jump into the meat of the presentation. The first one is marketing research. Now, as a discipline, I think it needs no introduction. Uh, we're all quite familiar with uh, the, the world of market or marketing research. But what's worth calling out are two key things. The first one is the focus um, and the frame of reference for this discipline and how that differs to the world of user research. 
Now, marketing research is all about user attitudes and user preferences. Because of that focus, the frame of reference is always big picture. You know, we're talking about the market potential, market size, market opportunity, as opposed to individuals, which is largely the focus for us in the world of user research. You know, so because of that deeper focus on behavior and interaction, the frame of reference is highly individual uh, in the world of user research. Business value, like I said, means more, includes both tangible and intangible elements. But in terms of being able to measure the benefit and outcome uh, for the organization, there are some key tangible business value metrics, um, things like market share, price, top of mind brand recall are all examples of tangible business value metrics. And finally, user value, um, something that's front and center for us in the world of user research is the benefit or the outcome for the user. Now, let's sort of think about a typical product development lifecycle. Um, it's by no means a linear process as it's been depicted in this chart. Um, but for the sake of this discussion, let's just uh, consider this process. And there's feedback obviously happening at every step of the way. But what's important is that user research gets involved in pretty much most of these steps, driving users and user value and keeping that front and center for our product and design stakeholders. There's that deep focus on individuals, their behavior. Um, we're concerned about questions like, what will the users do? How will they interact with this product or service? And how can we make it more desirable to, to them and actually solve their problems? Now, in that product development lifecycle and the role of user research that you just saw, what I want to call out is, despite sort of championing that user value throughout this process, there isn't any active involvement or effort in terms of measuring, tracking, and reporting on business value. So my sort of observation along the way is user research, despite being that torchbearer for all things user value, tends to leave business value to others. What, what can we do about it and how do I approach it? Now, I believe, and, and that's exactly what I want to talk about today, is uh, how you know, the use of marketing research methods can actually help us in this journey. It can, when used alongside with user research and user research methods, it can help us gather data and information that drives those business value conversations with our stakeholders. Let me tell you how in just a second. Now, in a typical product development lifecycle, the use of marketing research is certainly not new. I'm not saying it's, it, it's something um, new and different that has to be sort of started. It's certainly been used um, in many teams and many organizations. But what's, um, what's clear is it's probably used in a rather ad hoc manner. Uh, depending on the context, the, the team, the product team or the UX team 
may choose to do, say, a usage and attitude study at the start, uh, the discover phase of a project to understand the market potential. Or a product team may choose to do a pricing piece of work um, in the design phase of a project. But these efforts, like I said, are rather ad hoc and it's highly dependent on the context or the individual UXR team. Now, my view is that marketing research can actually be used selectively, and the key word there is selectively, in this entire product development lifecycle. And in doing so, and, and being used alongside UX research, we can effectively bridge the gap between user value and business value. So let me show you what I mean by that. You've got the typical product development lifecycle, um, user research, obviously um, participating in that entire journey and keeping user value and the focus on users front and center. But because of the focus and frame of reference of marketing research and how that compares to user research, the use of marketing research methods is most effective in those early stages of the product development lifecycle research. So things like planning and strategizing, those phases are, are when marketing research methods can, can really step in and help us and gather insights that support those business value conversation. It can also be considered when after we've launched a product or a service in terms of actually tracking and measuring the success of those initiatives. So in those early stages, we, by using marketing research methods, we can start to get that broad view on the market. We can start to answer questions like whether or not a product should be brought to market. And if so, who's that right target audience for the product? Um, and, and how much will actually people pay and, and, actually, and, and quantify these questions. Now, some of the methods that you could probably consider, and this by no means is an exhaustive list of methods, but uh, doing uh, things like market sizing or market trends in those early stages helps us size that market potential and opportunity space. Pricing, um, you know, if I can say so, is, is such a cornerstone of um, the marketing research world. And I dare say there's not an equivalent in the world of user research. So why not make pricing work as a key part of that product development lifecycle research? Being able to test concepts quantitatively is another way in which marketing research could support us and finally, after the product or the service has been launched, um, continually keeping track of the success with product satisfaction tracking or the brand tracking are, are other ways in which we can keep measuring that business value and the business impact. So let me give you a, a, a quick example from my previous um, role. I was with a technical publisher and the product team was considering training videos as a product value add. Now, based on past research and past knowledge, as well as internal um, knowledge, there was a lot of confidence around the user need, but 
they needed to build a business case to get senior management stakeholder, senior stakeholder buy-in. Because of the nature of the question and because of that focus and frame of reference, um, we decided to approach this as a marketing research problem first and then move into the world of user research. So we launched a concept testing survey with pricing questions, allowing us to gather data on things like market size and potential and, and actually quantify what's the proportion of our audience who are actually struggling with this problem um, and, and for whom this concept is actually going to be appealing. It also gave us the price propensity, thereby assisting in proving that business value. We then followed that up with user research to deeply understand potential users and, and the product proposition. So how can you as a user researcher actually achieve this? Um, if you have the luxury of marketing researchers in your organization, um, collaborating with them would be the obvious starting point. Now, bringing them along your product development journey, um, particularly in those early phases of planning and strategizing, um, uh, is, is when those marketing researchers would, would be able to contribute the most. Obviously, consultation and advice from research agencies is another option. Um, a lot of these survey platforms these days have DIY modules that are probably an excellent starting point for us. Um, you know, that, that they could then be customized to suit our business need. Or do like some of my ex-managers did, you know, hire a marketing researcher interested in the world of UX into your UXR team. So I want to leave you with this, um, you know, as design professionals, as um, user researchers, we talk a lot about user value. Uh, but let's start bringing business value into our discussions and let's start doing so with the help of marketing research uh, as a method and add that to our widely expanding toolkits of methods and approaches. So thanks for your time and attention. I'd love to connect and continue the discussion. Please feel free to connect, me, connect with me on LinkedIn. But thank you once again. Thanks so much, Anani. It's an interesting area. Like we, um, the the techniques are related but different. The analyses are related but different, um, and yet, by and large, they're two worlds that hardly ever get connected. And I think we miss out on a lot of insight into what's driving people's behaviours, and in particular, how those drivers can actually help the organisations with which we work um, and not just commercial organizations marketing research isn't restricted to commercial organizations it's just as important in charities not-for-profits government departments um, yeah wonderful um, I'm I'm curious like if if there was one area that you would recommend you know this audience our design research audience work on to strengthen their marketing research toolkit where would they begin? 
Um, well, I would I would certainly recommend the market sizing and the market potential. You know, understanding the market with things like usage and attitude studies. Um, yeah. Like I said, there are DIY modules that are ready to go um, in so many survey platforms these days. So a lot of that hard work has already been done. Um, UX research teams could perhaps use that as as a as a great starting point. Mm. Yeah, I, we get asked the, the question a lot, and you know we're putting forward um, insights to feed into design without necessarily being able to ask the question: How much is this going to move the dial? How much impact is this going to have on our bottom line, on my revenue, on? Um, cost to serve or retention uh, costs or any of those sorts of metrics that really are important to the business. Absolutely. Yeah. Hence, hence being able to not just tell that users will buy something, but actually being able to quantify how much they would pay for it would be mm. an excellent way to prove that to the business. Yeah. Especially if you can show how much that's, that might have changed with improvements to a particular system, that kind of thing. Absolutely. I know like, we, we sort of look at it um, from a distance um, and sometimes, and like we, the design community, I think more broadly, but often we, we view it in indirect terms rather than looking at those direct drivers and the direct impacts that what we're doing might have on how much people might spend, what they might spend it on, um, you know, like those sorts of questions, which ultimately, for, for better or worse, are critical, as I say, not just in commercial organisations. Government organisations ask those questions as well. What's the, how effective is this investment going to be in terms of delivering services out to the public? Absolutely. Wonderful. Janani, thank you so much. That was a, a, a lovely uh, entree into the, into the topic of marketing research. It's been a pleasure to have you. Thank you very much. Thank um, you very much. For those, for those interested, Janani and I recorded a, a podcast episode um, a few weeks ago, which has been released. Um, I think you should have a listen. It was a great chat. Thank you.